We're going to the gate. 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 You know what? I don't want to play defense. Are you kidding me? Mike Gaynor. What the hell's going on? You're playing it safe. I. A brick. It's amazing. No way in hell I'm touching it. Are you kidding? You. I. That was really fun. Hello and welcome to the Sports Anomaly. I'm your host, Adrian Todzenig, and I'm joined live by Mike Suzik, the former Superstar League Commissioner. He's he's reviewed video games. Who cares what he's done? He's been on this podcast. He was once a, a four-string mastermind. Were you ever on the Sports Anomaly? We've had this conversation before. Yeah, we have had it. I like that I did like a dozen episodes with you, and you don't remember don't any care. of them. Don't care. Because they're... they're they're not even relevant. They're not it was relevant. at the very end. Yeah, that's when. Uh, but yes. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that was a great era. But you know, so be it. It was. Yeah, it was a great era. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we really get started, let's do the Patreon Power Hour for the next hour. I'm going to talk about uh, how you should give us money on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/sportsanomaly. Give us five dollars. Go check out the page. Just look at it. Just look at it, so I can go. Well, somebody clicked on it, uh, and that's that. That was that was an entire hour, and now we're moving on to the interview because Mike. <laughs> now what I've done is everybody I have on, I give them a quick interview, starting with Pokemon. Battle, uh, Pokemon Go battles, but sports, you have to pick three no. athletes from three different sports. I'm, I'm upending this because I did this the last time. I don't time care. I, I thought about this. I thought if people were like, why does he keep doing it to people if they just keep coming on? <laughs> and I'm like, I like it. I think it's great. All right, you're okay. not doing it. Fine. Moving on. What about your Pez dispenser? It's this. Here's This is a Mike Susick yeah. born thing that you have to yeah. tell me. If you could have a Pez dispenser of your sports video gaming hero, who would it be? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Terrell Pryor. He's probably like one of the greatest real life players I've ever played with in Madden, just from the sense of I, I, he was at the time still a quarterback uh, in, in, you know, both in Madden and in real life. Um, but that was so, that was before he converted over to wide receiver, but uh, dude was just like a beast. He was for me, Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all, he was a twinkle in his father's eye at the time. Um, even though that makes it sound like it was, you know, 20 some years ago, it really wasn't to us. It feels that way. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Terrell Pryor, I ran that offense in the Madden league that we were in, uh, very similar to how the Ravens run their offense now, which is kind of fun because I feel like there have been many times over the years that the way we played Madden would be like a few years prior to the way the NFL started running their offenses and defenses. Yeah. Like we kind of were yeah. setting the, t you know what I mean? It was like, it was like real life imitating art kind of thing. So uh, Terrell Pryor, I was just running all over the field with like triple options and stuff with him. It was great. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, because the online games, like they get all the info at EA and then they hand that off to the NFL and then NFL coaches break that <laughs> tape down and they decide what else yep. they could possibly do. I'm shocked that you would take a real player when you have Aspa Savage as like oh, one of the yeah, legends, yeah. but you don't want, you don't want to Pez dispenser. Here's the thing, anybody listening most people that could possibly listen to this wouldn't have been in the league with us. So I could talk about Aspa Savage. I could talk about Ruckus Cage. I could talk about Earl Bones Bowman and like all of these <laughs> legends that we fucking did. We had lore, you know, it's just lore galore 
all over the place. We fucking wrote everything, backstories about all these guys, and it was great. But, um, you know, and they were the heartbeat of, of my teams, and, and you could say the same about your guys, like Casey Sweet Barbecue Williams. <laughs> oh, my God, I um, forgot about Sweet Barbecue. That's hilarious. How, I haven't thought about it for years. You managed to get him in. You got him in the game. Like, I, literally, oh, you right. got him in he, the game. <laughs> he ended up showing up in the next year's game because I kept talking about yeah. him. Casey Williams, man, yeah. that guy was awesome. And uh, that's fine. I understand. I just think that nobody yeah. else has had a hashtag like ASFA 316. It just feels right. But I yeah. understand. You're, you're a dick to your players. Nobody cares. Um, all right. This is true. Moving on. Yeah. The final segment of the interview is sports meets Star Wars. I go to this random generator <laughs> and I pick out a, a Star Wars figure, a character, and then you have to tell me what sport they play. I hope it's someone play. I know. Well, hilariously, for the first time, I'm going a bit off the board because I clicked on it three times and it didn't come up with anybody I've ever heard of. So I'm going, I'm offering to you Senator Bail Organa. Jimmy Smith's played him. I guess it's uh, Leia's mom or dad or mom. I mean, who knows? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So we got to break this down because I don't know this guy. So I'm going on uh, Star Wars Wikipedia live (laughs) right now, looking at this guy. He's got this uh, really interesting kind of, I don't know what kind of jacket he's wearing right now. It's wild. It's kind of got this, I don't know if it's a cape or something. He's got a cool goatee. If I'm looking at him, I feel like tennis player. Oh, I nice. don't know what it is. I feel like I would want to put like a cool Rafa Nadal kind of headband on him. And he looks kind of like a tennis player who's like maybe been doing this 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're just rooting on him to win his first Grand Slam. I love So this. like that's the... That's the vibe I get from him. And and so it's Leia's dad, too, right? Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, you got to be ready to volley. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that means, but I feel like that makes sense. So Everybody, yeah. just Bail Google Organa. Senator Bail Organa. Look at the picture. You'll see the jacket. That's the one he wears to the court on, like, finals days, yep. the, way ti- the way Tiger used to wear the red shirt. Like, now he like he's right. like, oh, I'm in the championships at Wimbledon. I'm wearing this special jacket. Uh, pretty cool. He's, and, you know, he's he's a senator. He's probably well off, right? He's rich. Yeah. You know, he's he's got money. And I just feel like tennis is a sport. You know, it's yeah. tennis or it's golf. And I'm going to go with tennis because yeah, yeah. I care more he about de- Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Moving on to our love and hate. Brought to you by Fats Ducati, one of the great people who has given us at least $25 a month for our Patreon. Ooh. Who cannot love that? Uh, so, Fats, uh, we're going to give you my love first. I'm going to start with the Blues. The St. Louis Blues seem to have decided to care about winning again, and I love it. I uh, They went, they lost their first three games when they were in that weirdo tournament, which I thought was fine, and then they lost the first two games to the Vancouver Canucks, and now they're like, oh, no, daddy's home, and they're, they're smacking that ass, and it's great. They're up two, or they're tied 2-2, and the momentum is on their side. In the first two games, they just seem lost, and Vancouver's like, hey, look how fast we are. We're having fun, and the Blues are like, I want to go home and hug my children. Now they don't care about their kids. They're back to normal, like being good old Americans who just want to hit somebody else. And now they're doing it and they're tied 2 2. I'm excited about that. They went back to back games on back to back days. All right, Mike Suzik, give me your love for the week. Playoffs? <laughs> Playoffs? I mean, everything I'm going to talk about from here on out until we talk about football is going to be basketball because I have been, I, I, I got to say, you mentioned NHL. And we'll talk NBA. Both leagues have done a pretty damn good job of keeping things going. The bubble has been working. I've been loving, I can't remember which team it was, but they've been playing around with like their Jumbotron. And so it'll be like today's attendance zero for the NHL. And it's like, I, I just, I like the way that both of these leagues have been running 
in general. But with the NBA, I mean, playoffs started, um, you know, the day we're recording this. We started yesterday. Right. Um, and we've already gotten a couple of good games. Uh, I could flow into a hate with Kristaps Porzingis. That's my hate. Moving on to my hate. That was so stupid. The refs bounce. If you haven't seen this, the refs bounce Chris Stapps. Oh, snap. Chris Stapps. Oh, snaps Porzingis for a half step not shove. He like yeah. he didn't do anything. And then the other guy basically just like manhandled it was his so boy. Weak. It was so weak. Were you I watching it, it live? Maybe we're supposed to social distance more or something, but we're in the bubble. <laughs> it's the playoffs. Right. Let these guys play. They've gone through so much just to get here. They're away from their families. We're, we're trying to get them to just play, you know, to entertain all of us. Let them get a little physical. It was crazy. What's the big deal? It was so crazy to me because it was such a – it was so gibberishy. And uh, I don't know. Did you watch it live or did you just see the highlights? I So I, I saw it after. I just missed it, but I was watching the game live. All right. So here's – Here's the other thing. First off, if you want to take a bad thing and spin it into a good, I would say, even though we don't use this name anymore, I'd now dub him Kristaps Fourth Stringus. Oh, my god! Just gosh. because he's our guy now. And I know Fourth <laughs> String was kind of our jam for a while. So, I mean, I feel like that's, you know, he's he's made it so far coming from just the dumpster fire that was the Knicks. I was excited to see him. He, he was doing so well in the bubble, too, yeah. that for him to get ejected in his first playoff game is just bogus. Is it's that his first, so day, dumb. first playoff game lifetime? I believe that. I believe this was his first playoff game, if oh I'm not mistaken. All right. I so don't ridiculous. think you finished your so, love, wait. by the way. Well, no, and that sort of was my love. I have a secondary love, too, to twist into this. It's the fact that the NBA felt the need to do some kind of all-bubble teams, all-seeding games teams. You know, you have all-NBA, and you've got all of that stuff that – it, they haven't really made any sense the way they've set this up as far as these eight games prior to the playoffs in the bubble count towards season records and it counts towards uh, like your, your season stats, but it doesn't count towards the season awards. So like MVP doesn't going to, isn't going to take that into consideration or rookie of the year or any of that. So you have that factor. Then you have the fact that now they decided, well, we're also going to do this all seeding team. So, so if like, you know, Damian Lillard and like James Harden, like some of these guys have been just amazing and that's great. You know, they're worthy of it. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's hilarious because which guy is going to be like, hell yeah, I played great for eight games in, in Orlando. I'm just going to put this trophy on my shelf that says, you know, first team all seating or whatever. It's like amazing. it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's amazing. And it's, yeah. And at the same time, it's kind of. I kind of like that. Yeah. I, I think there needs to be more dumb, pointless bullshit in sports. Yeah. So I'm kind of here for it at the same time. Like if I had an all bubble team trophy, like third, and it's not even, I, the best part would be if you got like second or third team. If I was like third team <laughs> all bubble, that shit would go front and center. You know, I'm on my fucking TV stand covering up the TV. Oh my I would God. be all here for it. That'd be great. I do agree. Like something about what the NHL did, which everybody's like, it's so confusing. I'm like, if you pay attention for five minutes, you can figure it out. I thought it was great. And also it was like, it's like uh, kind of a dream scenario of, well, what if? And we got some good what ifs. I think Memphis got hosed and I didn't like their what if playing out, but uh, at least they got into the play-in game, which made it less interesting because I think the Suns was more exciting. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting, uh, I don't know, it just seemed fun. But what's interesting to me is that video games then didn't implement these things into their game. So I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's exactly true. where they should be, you know, so we could go like, you know what, yeah. I like that more. Let's do that next year. Um, but I mean, I hope that we get like, for example, at the NBA, I would like to play on that court now. You know, oh, I yeah. mean, it's it's so weird and dumb and I have no idea if they plan on it or if they will implement it. But I mean, that 
it's it's stupid, but it's a point in history now. Yeah, We're yeah. going to be talking about this, you know, season of sports for years, yeah. most likely. Yeah. You know, um, and that's funny you mentioned the Suns because that flows into my hate, yes. which is the fact that the Suns go eight and zero and they miss the playoffs. Now, I understand that again. This all starts because you have you know, the whole regular season to account for. And people can say, well, they didn't win enough games to in the regular season. That's fine. But at the same time, don't invite a team and say, you might have a chance to get in. They do everything that they possibly could to get in. And you don't have some sort of system in place that says, look, this team won eight games. They didn't lose a single one. They've been phenomenal. They've just been totally electrifying. And we're not going to give them some kind of chance to get in. They've they got all five starters on the all-bubble team. Kind of they're the all bubble team. They, I mean, the Suns are the all bubble team. Yeah, exactly. So I just think it's it's ridiculous because the NBA took like this half measure where they couldn't decide if this was different from the regular season that at this point was a whole off season ago. Right. And they couldn't decide if we needed to treat it completely differently or if it was part of that. And they were talking about doing a group stage and they didn't do that. So it's just like they really – as as much as I want to praise them from the uh, pandemic side of things of being able to make this work on the other side, logistically part of this was just kind of a shit show. Cause it could have been more exciting, better. You could have had just better basketball going on as far as being able to get some of these teams in. I mean, by the end, the teams that were near the top, you know, in the seedings, they were giving up, they stopped yeah, playing. Yeah. Exactly. You know? So you did have a couple games there that were kind of pointless. Yeah, it was. And I think that's where the NHL got it right because the like everybody was playing for something, you know. And you had the 12 yeah. seed, the Blackhawks win, and then the 11 seed, Phoenix Coyotes win. If that's even what the Arizona Coyotes, Arizona Wolf Dogs. Um, nobody cares about that team, <laughs> but it's still fun that they're there. Uh, anyway, right. good good chat. Now let's move it on. Brought to you by Perfect Tommy, another one of our Patreon legends who funds our show like a goddamn professional. You know? <laughs> a professional. Uh, okay. First of all, we're going to go with the Madden soundtrack has been announced. And you know what that means, Mike Suzik? It's Did a Madden soundtrack. <laughs> Doesn't know. matter. It's a Madden <laughs> soundtrack tournament. Just like last week when he had Jeff Sullivan on to do the same soundtrack for, I believe, USC. Oh, really? Four. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to list right. in groups of four uh, Great. musicians, and then we're you're going to pick your favorite of those four to advance, and then we're going to do okay. a tournament this way. It's going to go pretty quick. All right, here are your four. Anderson Pac featuring Rick Ross, Big Crit, mm -hmm. that's K-R-I-T with periods between it, Black Zack, and Black Bear. Who are you advancing this out of is, those four? This is super easy. I'm a big Anderson Pack fan. Oh, wow. I like him so much. I, this is this is easy. I'm I'm picking him and Rick Ross. Rick Ross is kind of legendary. You get Rick Ross featuring on any track, and it's it's always just banging. It's really good. So yeah, Anderson yeah. Pack and Rick Ross. I got no problem with that. Uh, now I've hit the wrong button on my laptop. Everything's falling apart. And <laughs> let me advance. I mean, it seems like the world doesn't want Anderson Pack and Rick Ross to advance, but I I'm not going to let it happen. I think they. I think the world just decided that he won the whole thing. That right might there. be true. Uh, hold on. I've got to, I've got to do a different thing. Okay. Now it's my turn. I got childish major and Jace J A C E. Is that Jace? Is that how you say it? Great. I guess earth gang HD bin dope and Jack Harlow. Fuck everybody, but Ooh. earth gang earth gangs advancing. Although yep, I did I think so. HD bin hope, uh, 
you know, had some shot. Okay, now. I think it's been dope. Who cares? He's out. I don't yeah, care. I have no respect for anybody <laughs> that doesn't advance in this tournament. All right, your turn. Actually, no, I'm automatically advancing Juicy Fruit uh, and their song <laughs> we champion. We didn't even read the rest. So I don't need fine, to because yeah. there are two that we have to advance independently. It's a bubblegum. It's, it's great. A, it's a bu- but it's J-U-C-E and then F-R-O-O-T. How great is that? All right, your turn. Loot featuring Black Soul, Nez featuring Duckworth and St. Bodie, Nimic Revenue, mm. or Party Favor and Jamed. Ooh, okay. So I'm a big fan of party favors to begin with. Yeah. If you go somewhere and someone gives you a thing, great. it's great. It's like it's like you won a prize. So yeah. yes, party favor. Party Let's go. favor and Jamed has advanced. Uh, great music, probably, with their song Act Up. All right. It's uh, me to pick one of the final five. I'm putting five, or no, four out. You here's what here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna pick one, and you're gonna pick one from this final five. Trust me. Okay. Smino with, with yeah. Monte Booker and the drums. Stun a girl. Terrell Hines. Mm. Tokyo's Revenge, or Young Blood and Denzel Curry. Man, there's this is a group. I mean, Smino sounds hilarious. <laughs> Stun a girl. I want to bring you know some balance gender-wise into this tournament. But Tokyo's Revenge is, is my choice. Who are you taking? Shit, you took mine. I was gonna take Tokyo. All right, then Revenge. I'm t- I'm gonna keep Smino. Stun a girl. You're out. You almost That's made good. it. But uh, Young Blood and Denzel Curry, get the f- out. No, well, and we need to mention Smino with Monte Booker and the drums. I like the fact that you can do like and the drums. Like, is it is the drums playing itself? I don't know. It's great. I'm all about it. I love it. All right, now this is now I've because of what I've done, which was stupid. Now there are six teams going into the knockout <laughs> final four. How is it gonna work? Do we do three and three, maybe? Uh, sure. Let's do three, three and three. three. We pick one each, and then we uh all right championship round after okay. you get. Oh, this is going to be impossible for you, but I'm giving it to you. Party favor in Jamed versus Smino with Monte Booker in the drums or Tokyo's Revenge. Ooh. Hold on, okay. hold on. I, Before I you I was... answer, the songs are Act Up, Backstage Pass, and Irresponsible. They still seem all like okay. the same song. You know, <laughs> that's actually very true. I feel like that actually was telling a story the whole way through. You act up. You're No, you get a backstage pass. You act up, and you're being irresponsible. Exactly. I think... So I was speaking big on on party favor, but I gotta say I'm really big on Tokyo's Revenge with Irresponsible. Oh, that man. just sounds like a really fun song. What a fucking song banger. title! Yeah, love it. Yeah, Tokyo's I, Revenge moves on. I can't wait to hear one of these songs and be like, "That's way better than all the other ones." All right, that leaves with me <laughs> Anderson Pack featuring Rick Ross versus Earth Gang versus Juicy Fruit. Let me go to the song titles for a little extra information. Cut them in. Ooh, that's good. Powered up. I've actually heard that song. Have too. you? Yeah. Powered up, not yeah. impressive, or champion. I got to tell you, here was going in. I was like, it's between Earth Gang and Juicy Fruit. Earth Gang's going to win it. And then the song titles now bring it back. I'm getting rid of all, everybody but Anderson Pack featuring Rick Ross. There we cut them in. All right. Now here it is. It's Cut them in versus Irresponsible. Tokyo's Revenge versus Anderson Pack featuring Rick Ross. It's we each get a vote here and we have to talk about it until mm-hmm. we decide. I personally think Rick Ross has had enough wins in his life, so I'm leaning towards Tokyo's Revenge. That's a fair but point. I can be talked out of it if I'm not being irresponsible. <laughs> there are four song titles on here that are in all caps. Okay, <laughs> irresponsible is not one of them, but cut him in is cut him in, Todd. Cut him in, cut him in, cut him in, cut him in. That's the song. 
Congratulations to Anderson Pack featuring Rick Ross. I'm going to do everything in my memory to try to tweet them and let them know they won <laughs> exactly what just happened. And boy, it's going to be we great. Have to send them, we have, we're going to send them an all-NBA bubble award oh. for, for getting <laughs> That is like the all-sports uh, not only bubble award. All right, moving on. <laughs> I want to talk really quickly about something that's two weeks old because that's how we roll here. But it's the, uh, yeah, the like X that. Factors for um, Madden 21. Now, they've announced who's getting these X Factors. There's a lot of them. They're offense, defense. You know, a lot of them, I recall, are similar to last year's. Like uh, um, Patrick Mahomes has um, Bazooka. Uh, there's another. Uh, Kelsey has Double Me. Uh, Tom Brady has Pro Reads. Tyreek Hill has mm-hmm. Rack Em Up. Um, so I, I played with the Chiefs, so I know them. But I wanted to talk about just the names of them. So I want you – I don't know how I want to do this, but I just want – really, here's what I want to do. I want to talk about Trez. There's a new one called yeah, Trez. we need to talk about Trez. That's yeah. all we probably have to do. What the hell is that so, exactly? Okay, so the deal is in the game, there's one person that has it, and it's Lamar Jackson. And he, that yeah. means that he will not fumble in the red zone. He cannot fumble in the red zone. Which, before we get to if that's even a good idea, the whole thing was it was trust, I think, T-R-U-S-S, but there's some legal battle. I don't know what happened. I'm saying this all wrong. But the idea is that you can trust him, I guess, with the ball. But that's turned into Truz. And when I first saw Truz, I was like, this is dumb as shit. That was my reaction to Truz. I hate it. And then it made me more critical of the thing, which is like you can't fumble inside the 20 when you run the ball, maybe before the 20, which also is bad, I guess. But, man, now this guy can never fumble when he's in the red zone. What do you think about this? Well, so first off, I mean, I don't don't know where it breaks down. I'm not looking up every stat in the world, you know. But I, I can say for certain that last year he fumbled nine times. So it's not like he's never fumbled. I just don't know if it was in, like he never actually fumbled in the red zone or something weird like that. But what the hell is truz me? I get I get the trust. trust. It trust. must be like trust, 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 trust. Yeah. That's fine. That's cool. Um, but I don't think it's like, it's one of those things that's not immediately evident. Like I, most people aren't going to know what that means. You know, I, and exactly. I don't, I don't know. Not fumbling in the red zone. I, I, I can't decide if that's something that's going to just be cheap for a player that like everyone's going to use, Yeah. you know, or if it's going to be, um, you know, not that big of a deal if you get them between the 20s. I don't know. Yeah, don't it know. just seems. I feel like. I don't love it. You know, may, maybe balance it out where between the 20s, if you run around with him, there's there's maybe a little bit more of a risk that he does fumble, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It just bums me out. So here are the <laughs> other. It just bothers me. I don't know why it bothers me so much. The other ones just on offense, you can stop me whenever you feel like it, but I'm just going to rattle well, them there's off. There's one we have to talk about, but go ahead. Uh, there's Ankle Breaker, Bazooka, Blitz Radar, yeah. Double Me, First One Free, Freight Train, Gambler, Max Security, Pro Reads, Rack 'em Up, Truz, Wrecking Ball, and Yak 'em Up. Yak 'em Up. Yak, 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 yak. I mean, so I'm a big fan of that. Yak 'em Up is making house calls. That's how it's described. Uh, which is a touch, <laughs> such a totally u- that's on the Madden website, which is one of the more useful uh, things I've ever read. I like that. Um, he's he's a it's for George Kittle too. So I mean, it's like George Kittle uh, is is like a, a, a 
doctor who visits your house like in the 1950s, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he just makes house calls constantly. He makes house calls. And he'll, he'll come over and he'll like just run through your kids. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's great. Just, they're sick. They're, they're, they've got, you know, malaria or something. And then you just, he's going to run through He's going to run over them. Stand up, child. <laughs> he's in the house. So, so apparently it's, it's increased by, it increases your chance to break the first post catch tackle. Fine. It's triggered awesome. when you catch three 20 yard plus receptions. Fine. The knockout is yeah. one drop in completion or three consecutive non-targets. Um, so I don't know. Do you trust this, this, uh, yak em up mode? So I like that. It says that you, it increases the chances of that happening. Right. Not that it just straight up, you know, it's not like the Lamar Jackson, you will not fumble. Yeah. You know, I think it's got to be something that's just more nuanced than that. It's just about the, the, the increasing and decreasing the odds of something happening. I like that. You know, I'm, let me read more about Trez because I, I want to be obsessed with it and Maybe, I want it to yeah. last forever on this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's, so it's possession over LS. The zone is can't fumble when in the zone. So you can't fumble once you're in the zone. Oh, maybe it's not the red zone. It's just when you're in the zone. So you trigger it by having oh, five okay. one-plus-yard runs. So you can fall forward five times, and then you can suddenly That's run around like an a-hole. And the knockout is one tackle for a loss. That's even more annoying. I thought it was stupid at the first. Now I'm really annoyed. It should be like, I don't yeah. know, three-yard carries. I don't know. That doesn't seem like a lot. I'm going to – I'm gonna. Yeah. that one's an ankle breaker, if you ask me. So, I mean, okay, so – so if you're going to run an offense that has like a lot of uh, read option and stuff like that, and you're running around with your quarterback, you're running around with Lamar Jackson, uh, the likelihood you're going to get tackled for a loss is going to be completely dependent on how well balanced the offensive and defensive line blocking is, right? Like right. those, that line play and interaction is going to be huge. And there have been Madden games in the past where it's been heavily, fa- you know, heavily in favor of the offense. And then there have been games where it's usually – the year after that, they balance it too far in the other direction. It winds right. up being heavily in favor of the defense, and nobody runs the ball ever. Um, so this is a situation where it's going to be completely dependent on how well they balance that. Yeah. And I got to say, if usually, usually if you have a superstar player, especially if it's a cover athlete or something along those lines, and so in this case, Lamar Jackson, the game winds up being balanced to favor the players that are used the most. And I right. and that that is just my right. hunch. There's nothing factual about that. I could be completely wrong, but just in my history, it feels like it's in favor of of a style of play that's you know with the popular team. So I feel like you're gonna be able to run around with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, in this yeah, game, yeah. Right? Without a doubt, because so, they love and that's that's an yeah. EA thing. Like if we if it exists, we want to th- shove it down your neck. You know, like by the way, mm-hmm. I want to go back to my hate of the week. I withdraw my previous hate. I don't care about Chris. <laughs> Chris Stapp's fourth string is. I want to talk about the fact that I was going. I haven't made the playoffs yet in Madden 20 leagues. This is our third year. And I made it as a 12-4 and four team, had to fight. I was beating teams in a really awesome way. I lost Tyreek Hill. I lost my star running back. I go in against the 9-7 and seven team, and I get so obliterated that it was just so crazy, and I hated it. 
and Patrick Mahomes, who is professionally known in my league, is running full speed towards the sidelines and then just throwing a missile right into somebody's hands. Wasn't doing that. <laughs> uh, th- his user ability was insane. I had guys wide open breaking yeah. down the field. I would float it over. I was like, oh, float it over. And then he would back up and catch it. Totally insane. While uh, DeAndre Hopkins just torched me like nothing I've ever seen. All right, moving on. Let's go <clears throat> to defensive abilities in the zone. So I'm just going to rattle yes. them off. There's Avalanche, Blitz, Bottleneck. I like that one. Fearmonger. Love that one. Momentum Shift, Reinforcement, Relentless, Run Stuffer, Shutdown, Unstoppable Force, and Zone Hawk. Let's talk about Bottleneck. That one's just interesting sounding to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I've clicked on it. It's loading. Let's see what it says eventually. Maybe. <laughs> no. Yes. Bottleneck. Early, I can tell you. Early action wins man press coverage. So when you're in the zone, you dominantly win man press attempts. The trigger is two forced incompletions, and the knockout is 30 offensive yards allowed. Hmm. I don't know if I like So here's the thing that I'm kind of confused about, too. It seems like these X-factor abilities are per player, right? Not per team. Per player. So if it's per player, then does that mean is it only going to do 30 offensive yards allowed on, for your whole defense? Or is that 30 offensive yards allowed if your player, that specific player, is being targeted. No. Because, like, let's say you've got this just elite the whole, corner. the whole defense. You know? any, it's the whole defense. Yeah. So just target my other weak-ass guy and just <laughs> get your 30 yards so that way that goes away. I, I just – this isn't very clear to me. This you know? is like uh, literally if you are if you have Waze on your phone and you're like, oh, I'm not going to go to the bottleneck. I'm just going to simply cross four, four or eight lanes of traffic right here. <laughs> against this stop sign and then i'll be on my merry way it's easy man in in uh in bottleneck i trez all right so fearmonger which just sounded cool to me because it said game wrecker underneath it here's how that works i like that. the zone is chance to pressure the qb while engaged with the blocker uh trigger is two defensive line sacks knockout is 20 offensive yards allowed that also seems fine. These aren't making that me leap like out fun. of my skin yeah, with yeah. joy, but I guess it makes sense. Um, I, I guess I like the bottleneck thing. You know, I would have loved to jam up DeAndre Hopkins if he wasn't torching me for eight. <coughs> I think I gave up eight completions for five touchdowns. I mean, that's what I was looking at. Oh, I like Avalanche. That's, that's for awesome. elite tacklers. I want to see what uh, momentum yeah. shift is because it's demoralized opponents. And one thing, Madden, or just whatever that is throughout sports games, once you start getting on the back foot, you just get rolled. So I want to make sure that doesn't you get screw rolled, you. Yeah. Uh, it's the zone is on-field opponents have zone progress wiped. The trigger is three hit stick tackles or two defensive line sacks. The knockout is one down played. Okay, so it's like one down where you just sort of clear the board, and all you have to do is make hit stick tackles. Do you ever make a non-hit stick tackle? I mean, I miss a lot of them. Yeah, but. I guess I you I I often use sometimes I use hit stick to my detriment. Right. You know, sometimes yeah, yeah. I, I do that too much. But then if I'm chasing, I usually dive. But uh, I'm confused by the knockout here, saying only one down played. The knockout means the thing that stops this in the zone X factor thing, yeah. right? So that means that the momentum shift here only lasts one down. I think so if you get a couple of stops, right? In this case, you get two defensive line sacks. If you do that, and let's say that was first and second down, then you get this thing and play for third down because you have the momentum. I can kind of understand the logic behind it because then it doesn't like go overboard. Well, I think what but it I is, don't know. I think what it is yeah. is like if I've got Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyree Kill, and I've achieved all those things, they're all like lit up and in the zone, and they're about to throw like a ninety-seven yard pass in the air. And then if you hit me with a third hit stick tackle, 
then basically it wipes those three out. So it's not so much a momentum shift as a momentum stall. You know, it's like, it, yeah, I think I guess. Yeah. But I don't know if I like that or don't. It's like I'm sitting here earning my way towards these momentums. And then all you have to do is pop me three times. Not totally in love with it. One more I want to look at is uh, where is it? It's no, I can't find it. Maybe it no longer exists. It was relentless, <laughs> tenacious, forceful defenders is the tagline. Okay. And then once I've clicked on it, of course, we have to wait six to seven minutes and then it'll start. It'll show up <laughs> right when you start to talk about it. But no, here it is. The zone is rush moves no longer. Rush moves no longer cost points. And then the trigger is one sack or a tackle for loss. Knockout is 20 offensive yards allowed. So I guess this has to Where do Where are it. the points coming from? Yeah, I don't know how this whole point system is going <laughs> to work. Now, now I'm, I, was, I was here with all of this, and now I'm confused. Where are the points coming yeah. from? What? Uh, so there's apparently something going on with uh, – um, I'm not in the loop on this stuff, clearly. Yeah. I'm really not. So, there's, there's... so like now with, when you play with a – say you have Joey Bosa and you're looking to rip a quarterback's arm off. Um, or yeah. sever his neck from the rest of his body um, and put his head back on just on his shoulders. So <laughs> you could do different moves, and, but you can't, uh, you can't keep doing them because then the defender will figure it out and then, uh, you yeah, know, that okay. kind of thing. So, but no longer so they kind of have points. a point system with that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know what that means ultimately because we haven't played the game yet because uh, this is true. EA doesn't trust me enough to send me <laughs> a cop <or> the copy <laughs> and not talk about it, I guess. Um, but all those seem fine. I don't know. You know, Richard Sherman, a shutdown yeah. corner. Is he still a shutdown corner? And do I sound stupid I, asking that? I, I guess. I guess he is. I mean, it's he is until he isn't, right? I, I, he's one of those guys that I think uh, – has we he's earned our trust and we have to just yeah, stick with it for exactly. now. So. What about Jer Alexander? You're that's a Green Bay Packers cornerback who got shut down. You're pretty stoked about that. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think like in man press coverage, his teammate Kevin King's actually better. But uh, Jair Alexander is all over the field. He's really great. I like him a lot. So I think it's cool that he gets. It, it's cool when your guys, you know, get these sorts of skills and these X factor things. It's just another thing in addition to all the ratings for us to like debate. You know, so I, I think it's cool when people, you know, get it. Like I, I'm going to be really curious on the offensive side of things to see who all gets the ankle breaker one well uh i'll say that aaron Rodgers got gambler and uh, Devonte adams got double me is that what you're I into like i'm very into that yeah although the gambler thing is kind of funny because it says takes calculated risks and it's like uh, nothing against aaron Rodgers, but i feel like he's just plain risk averse so i don't even really like the label but when you yeah. read it it makes sense for him so whatever I guess so. So uh, apparently Christian McCaffrey got ankle breaker, so he's going to hurt people um, just by existing. Uh, you got, uh, let's see, wrecking ball out of Nick Chubb. I thought he was faster than more of a wrecking ball, but what do I know? I thought so too. Um, yeah. It seems like that might be the only ankle breaker. I mean, how exciting is Pro Reads, by the way? Isn't that what you really want? Pro Reads. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that one is just – okay, so I need to read that real quick. Keeps the chains moving. The zone is – when you're in the zone, it highlights the first open target and ignores pressure. The triggers three consecutive completions of five or more yards, and the knockout is one sack. Uh, so it highlights the first open target. So, I mean, if you're quick on the trigger and you see a guy that's fucking glowing on the field – that seems kind of nice, that, right? Actually, I mean, yeah. that's actually not that bad. Now I take it back. That's the one of all these that I have to exist within because I'm pretty – They needed to name it better, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Pro read sounds unfun. What about glowing dick? Like, a, you know, like <laughs> just a glowing knob. It, it, it's just 
It's just the, that it's right? just the dick and balls that are glowing. <laughs> you can see it from, from, you know, 50 yards away. Glow nuts. I don't know. I, I know I'm being <laughs> disgusting here. I'm not denying it, but uh, it's important. All right, we're moving on. We've, you know, that thing from last week took us 20 minutes to talk about. Now we're moving on to uh, the ever-important yard mode. It's been revealed. Oh, yeah. Uh, they put basically everything I wanted in online franchise into this mode, so that's my first reaction. Um, like crazy uniforms. You can have a lot of detailed stuff. But So what is the yard mode? So this is um, it's a seven-on-seven seven mode. You can play online. You can do double passes, like you can pass behind the line of scrimmage and sort of lateral it around all you want. Um, there's a pass rush timer and a pass timer, so you can't blitz until a certain amount of time, and then you can go after the quarterback. You can – kind of an interesting thing outside of, like, the NFL tour mode kind of thing. There's a multi-snap, which means you can snap the ball directly to, say, a wide receiver or somebody besides the quarterback, which seems kind of fun. The scoring is you, uh, it's six points. There's no extra points, but you can score a touchdown with a double pass or a lateral and get two bonus points. Score a touchdown longer than 40, point, uh, 40 yards to get a bonus point. Interceptions give you a bonus point. And uh, extra points, you can go for two or one, two, or three points, and that just puts you further down the field. I think that's good, although it sounds like a great way for me to end up losing a lot bigger. Um, they have playbooks uh, out the wazoo. Um, and then there's this, you know, these prototype players. Uh, when you take a player, it plays both sides of the ball, quarterback slash strong safety. Uh, I almost said major league baseball slash center, but I think it's middle linebacker in this case. Um, uh, <laughs> wide receiver, cornerback, slot, or halfback, offensive linebacker. Um, I, I'm sorry, offensive linebacker. There, I did it again. Outside linebacker. Uh, <laughs> I've just got baseball yeah. on the mind and uh, the Cubs. Um Again, you can have the prototypes from the X Factor stuff. So you can have a Truz scrambling quarterback. So fucking cool your Jets, everybody. Who's like, can I have Truz? Truz in me. <laughs> uh, kind of a cool thing. You can play up to three people on a team. Um, I'm just sort of going through it, and then we're going to talk through these things. There's a yard, yeah. the, the Yard World Tour. This is where I want to pause and actually talk about it. So there's um, there's a tour you go on. At launch, there are going to be four venues. You can play in Miami Port. Portside environment. You can play at the Lambo tailgate. Uh, you can play at the FOB Nico, a forward operating base in an undisclosed location. Or you can play at the Brandenburg Football Festival. For those who have been to Berlin and seen the Brandenburg Gate, now you can play football there, which nobody has ever fucking cared to do. That's the one. That was my <laughs> one thought. I was like, I love Berlin, but when I was looking at World Tour, I'm like, where's the world aspect? And they threw me into Berlin. I mean, look. Very weird. So I guess the first question I have is, where? what's your dream stadium? Uh, where is it on this world tour? And then just, you know, we'll talk about other stuff. Uh, the Rome Coliseum. Oh, that's You got to do something that's, you know, you got to have something like that. And that's when, when people, you know, when developers make like arenas and like stadiums that are based on like historical locations and stuff, I feel like I see the Coliseum and that style of like architecture a lot. But I mean, come on, that'd be pretty fucking cool, right? Yeah. I mean, you're just going in there and you're fucking playing football. Why not? I think that'd be kind of fun. That'd be great. I want to, I'm thinking um, the Golden Triangle in Iceland. So I, I either at the Gullfoss waterfall uh, or, you know what? I'm sorry. No, I want to, I want it near the Blue Lagoon. That way, you know, you guys can steam. 
and put on some silicon uh, <laughs> and like really get their skin fresh after the game. That seems right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, when you were conceiving of your dream stadium when you went to sleep last night, before we were ever going to talk about this, were you like, yeah, man, yeah, I was. Berlin, I want to play at Brandenburg Gate. It was a, I was never, and I, I, that thought never came into my mind. I wasn't even thinking about Germany, so apologies. But I was thinking about space. I think about space all the time. Yeah. So give me a fucking space one. I want to play on the moon. Yeah. Let's get weird. And I think that's, so in general, that's kind of what I like. You know what I'm seeing here with the yard? Yeah. Uh, I worry a little bit that some of the stuff might get a little complicated, but for the most part, it just sounds like straightforward fun, which they've been needing for a long time. Yeah. So and the, the super big thing is that. the gear and challenges. There's uh, there's a ton of gear, like different he- uh, helmets, different uh, face banner thingies, whatever whatever you call those uh, shields. Yeah, they and, have a they have a screenshot of Jalen Ramsey wearing a uniform that's all like money. It's just all bills. <laughs> it's just so weird and crazy it's looking. So weird. I'm here for it. But doesn't this make you sad that we have been playing Madden's franchise online forever, and all we've wanted to do is have our own uniforms? And they put it yeah. in this, like, I don't know. That's what sort of bummed me out because they have like some talk about galactic, which you never use that word. But there's literally, if you go to the left arm, there's a Chronos full arm sleeve, and it has like Gemini, and and I don't know. It just seems like wacky yeah. and fun, but it just reminds me that uh, Madden has always taken itself very seriously. So I don't know. Do you think this should be a standalone game? Is it? I mean, of course, it's better to get something for free, and it ties in so much with Madden with the X Factor stuff. But I don't know. It's, it's, I, I wouldn't say standalone, but I think that the most important thing we've talked about this plenty of times before. Players want options at all times, and they want that. Like I feel like uh, you know, games like Minecraft, for example, have sort of broken people where you want to just take a thing and just be as creative as possible with it. And this is this is going in the right direction, right? So I feel like this mode can can get people to play a bunch of different styles and gear up the way they want to and it's just sort of fun and goofy and whatever but i mean i might want to play something like this in a franchise mode format where it's just my team and it's not three people on a squad or something like that and i can't really tell based on what we're looking at right now if that's a possibility but i mean you, you know how we are when it comes to Madden over the years. We've used how many different websites and stuff just so we can do weird stuff. And we've, we've most of what's made the Madden League so great is everything that's existed outside of the game itself. Right. I mean, we've broken the format to do what we want to do, and we're not alone. There are lots of players out there like that, and people have been clamoring for changes to franchise and stuff like that. And people have been asking about this too, which I like what I'm seeing. But I think EA is going to have to understand quick that – that you're almost better off just just piling everything into one format as much as possible and then allowing people to mess with it, allowing people to play it in different styles and forms and with different people and stuff like that. So that's what comes to mind for me. I can't tell that there's anything like that in here, but it doesn't really seem like it. Yeah, yeah. And based on how they are in the past, like each each of these modes usually has their own structured seasons or challenges or goals and stuff like that. So that's how it seems so far, but... Yeah, the two things stuck stuck out to me. One was that you only get three possessions, so it's like you would get three, I'd get three. That's kind of fun. Like that, 
that immediately that adds a strategic element to the game and it tells you how fast it's going to be played hopefully you can change that to like five or seven if you if that doesn't feel fast enough um the other thing that stood out to me i forgot so i'm not going to mention it <laughs> uh what else stood out to me there's something that's else. good uh yeah i mean i was talking about in our league how maybe we do you know the th three people from each division to have like a kind of a champions league kind of thing where this goes yeah. on where we can play it um i don't know like without a uh, like a a season kind of vibe where i could play an online thing um i'm less thrilled about it but look if it's fun it'll be nice um there's an yeah. h2h mode which is a hit to hurt mode as far as i'm concerned not head to head um <laughs> i do like uh there's one thing i still want to talk about but i can't remember because I'm just not that intelligent anymore. I used to remember things. Those days are gone. Um, playbooks. Yeah, like, I don't know. I guess There's a lot of stuff in here, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. It's 80-yard yeah. it's field, 40-yard um, first downs. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. It reminds me of, like, Baseball Stars meets Madden. Like, it has that sort of vibe yeah. and the skill points and how you build them up. Anyway, it seems fun. We're going to find out soon enough. The game releases in, is it seven days? Holy crap, seven days Jesus, away. That's already but right it, here. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this is what cost the online franchise. Like, them doing this mode was a thing that took away from them doing anything to online franchise. Yep, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting to see people revolting after, of course, that's the problem is working on a game like this. is that People no revolting what, are probably going to realize very quickly that this will become their favorite mode. I mean, I, I really think so. And I, I look at the model of what NBA 2K has done over the years. I mean, I play a bunch of 2K and like they have their whole neighborhood thing and we complain about the neighborhood all the time. And I complain before about how in order to play in my career mode, I have to go online. I have to be connected to go into their neighborhood thing. But when you're in there, you realize that the whole center town square thing is something that is modifiable that they change all the time right. into some crazy cool design stuff that has their own challenges, their own rewards. And so if the yard is going to introduce all these different sorts of stadiums in the future, because they just announced the four and it sounds as if they're going to have some other stuff in the future. I think that that's the kind of thing that has a lot of legs to it, that people are going to be playing for a long time so they can unlock some different gear and un unlock different, you know, whether it's abilities or anything like that, X factors. So um, I like it. Well, I think that that's, you know, I think this is also, the, you know, the team at EA understanding where, how people are playing sports games today. You right. Know? Right. It isn't just ultimate team. It's, this is kind of the next thing people do a lot. Of well, I think it's interesting so. to me because what I immediately think now when I play is I, when I'm not playing my online franchise, I kind of don't care about the game. So that really puts me at like 48 games per cycle, but this could be the thing yeah. I play between games, you know, just to be like, Oh, it's a fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to give myself a limited high on it. Uh, I trust that it'll be solid. Yeah, but I, we're going to give it a trust. I'm going to I'm going to give it one trust. Uh, <laughs> one trust. But I, out of like the possible five trusts. Out of the five trusts. Now I, I feel like it in that category I give it three trusts. But sure, yeah, no, that's fine. But I yeah, want a five yeah. trusts, you know, mode. Quite frankly. All right, moving on. Uh, I just want to. We're onto the feature mode, which is why I brought you on this podcast anyway, which is the Franchise Dollar Footlong Part 2. Now, last week we had Jess <laughs> Solomon on. He's been a commissioner for our online leagues recently. Mike, you're one of the more legendary commissioners, and I just wanted to talk through kind of the same things we talked to him about just to help people get a great league and just talk about tips and, and 
the different things that are involved in that. Um, one thing I want to open yeah. up with, because it's been a debate in our league, and we started it with this game cycle with Madden 20, um, because the whole goal for this was to play just one season to get everybody back, yeah. um, and now it's sort yeah. of evolved. Um, but we did a, we simulated the first season so that we started the league with a, with a draft. And the idea for that was threefold. It was to um, sort of balance teams. Like if you start out with one of the bad teams, you are basically effed unless you're a really good player. Um, it's mm -hmm. fun. It's uh, I think it's more fun for me specifically to be able to draft somebody and like have ownership over a fake player and sort of melt them into the lineup. And then a third reason, which I don't care to remember. Um, and I just wonder <laughs> what you thought of of that like philosophy <laughs> of like one sim year. Uh, because really the negative I found was that people just wanted to play with their real teams. That was the only benefit of not doing it. And right, and I keep yeah. thinking of what we talked about earlier, which is like it's a video game. Let's fucking let's do some shit that's weird. But I wanted I wanted to ask you about that, and then we can move on to just about anything else. Yeah, I mean over the, over the years in the Madden League, which we were in for nine years together, or something like that. I mean, the thing that I discovered is that um, there's no one size fits all, and there, you know, there there are a number of people who are, you know. Um, that have kids or families or whatever, they've got jobs. And like, so for them, this one thing that they do like once a week or twice a week, it, they look forward to, and this is an escape for them. This is a way for them to have fun and playing football and they love the sports and all of that stuff. Um, you know, I think that there are a lot of people that come into this and they do want exactly that. They just want to play with their team. They don't want it touched. They want to take over with it as it is in real life. And then they go from there. And those same people usually are the ones that don't even make trades to begin with because right. they just like and, – and the thing that is it's – for you and I, it's not as fun, right, because we like to just mess with stuff. We Both of us – I know for a while you were the Broncos, but you've had plenty of times where you were not the Broncos and we were not I, – I think I was only the Packers one year. You know, oh, yeah, I, yeah. outside of that, I was mostly the Texans or I was like the Raiders or something. And so for me, I, I like having fun with something that's a clean slate that I can make my own. And not everybody's like that. And not everybody has the time to commit to make that as fun as they possibly could. So um, I like simming a year to get right to a draft because I think universally everybody agrees that the draft is the most fun. But when you simulate a year, you miss out on scouting because Madden has scouting system stuff. Right. So you don't have time. I'm the, the glory of having a full season of like two or three months is that all that whole time you're building up and you're watching these fictitious college players, you know, that should be paid, um, you know, get to a point where you're like, okay, I want that guy big time. He is going to be a stud if he makes him in the league. And then it only adds to the suspense of, you know, wanting those players on draft day. And sometimes someone else takes them before you because everybody has their eye on that guy. And like, that's it. There's, there's more than just that one night of fun as far as the draft is concerned. So I think for me, as fun as it is to get right into a draft, it's a little bit more rewarding if you grind and get to it. Um, and this is where I also slightly disagree as far as yes. I mean, if you have a good team, um, a good player is, you know, ha at a bit of an advantage. That's at least the assumed thing, but that never really played out in our league because <laughs> all of the good players were given shitty teams and most of, and I, I include myself in it cause I won a couple super owls, but like most of us traded our good players away too and got like scrubs that were really good at one thing. We were just good GMs, you know? And so 
part of being a commissioner uh, I discovered is I got a joy in trying to help other players because at the end of the day, people want to have fun. And if you're just getting your ass kicked, it's not fun. Yeah. You know, like, and so we always had this problem with trying to balance out fun and exciting versus competitive because it's still a competition. There's still a contest element to this. Yeah. Like people are going to want to win their games instead of breaking a controller every week. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple of different things to, that play into that. You don't necessarily have to do a draft because if you just, if you wing it, you decide, okay, I'm going to challenge myself by trading away my 95 overall quarterback and see what I can do with this. I, I had more fun when I was playing with like really bad players because I knew that I was challenging myself to do something different and to have fun with it. So uh, that's where that kind of came into. When you, yeah. when you think of team selection and how we've done it over the years, do you have any best practices? Cause I know that for us, we, we struggle. I, I think it's a struggle because you can't ever have everybody is good. Like you, it's not like everybody comes in, it's like the NFL, and every four years the league sort of overturns and everybody gets their shot. It's like some people are better passers, better runners, better Madden players, better user sure. defenders. So I guess I wonder, like, do you have, do you believe in more like putting four bad players in a division so that at least one will win the division and then get crushed no. by the best team? <laughs> yeah, that's like a tough no. one, right? I, I, I don't agree with that because I think that if you manipulate things too much, then it only sows distrust and discord within your league. And it's not distrust. You have to be willing. Yeah. Distrust. You have to be willing to challenge people. And I think that that's something that you can't have missing. Um, I, and the other thing, when you're starting out a league, um, the people who are going to be the most dissatisfied with team selections are the ones that actually care about whether they have their favorite team. I mean, we had, you know, I, I always made a, made a point of I, there were people I could always pencil in. So like Seamonks, he gets the Dolphins. Just right. that's it's it's either him or it's Jeff, right? right? And I let them fight it out. That's fine, you know. Todd, for the longest time, you got the Broncos because that's just how it works. Well, and, a funny thing you know, about that, Scott, Scott Ben's got the Packers because he cared more about that than I did. And so right. I was always like, take the Packers. Cause I know that's what you want, you know? So I, I like setting up a system that allows people to be happy. If at the core of it, you are not having people be happy and have fun, then you're already failing, yeah, you yeah. know? And, and so if you're forcing people into situations, cause even, I mean, it, look at it this way. Um, if I didn't love playing with Adam, I mean, then, then I wouldn't want to be in his division, but right. I enjoy playing with the guy. So I would be fine being stuffed into a division with him. But I would like to think that if there is a group of people that you're like, oh, I want to play them twice a year, it shouldn't matter what their perceived, you know, level of, of play is. Right. You know, I think that that's, it, it's, it's gotta be about fun first and foremost. Well, that's, it really it's interesting. Cause the guy who just whipped the snot out of me, I was like, if I played him five times after the fifth time, I could beat him. So that is one thing that when you sure. play in the same division with someone, you can. You got to cut your teeth on them. Yeah. You know? And you get so mad yeah. and you're like, ah, and then you just start, then it's a tendency thing and whatever. I, you the, know, we had a really interesting. First time. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the, so the first time I, this is like going back to like Madden 11 or something, right? I've got the Houston Texans in Milwaukee and sorry, there's a garbage truck outside. Love so it. I'm sorry if you hear that. <laughs> um, but like, I think it was Madden 11. I was stuck in, uh, I believe I was in the division with um, the Browns, Zach, 
or no, I wasn't in the division with him because I was the Texans, but I wound up playing him multiple times that year. And so that dude was considered at the time like the best or the second best in the league. He was just unstoppable. And I beat him in the playoffs on a screen pass to Sean Green. Because, <laughs> I mean, screen passes were broken as hell, and yeah. he was just trucking through guys and everything. But, I mean, these are guys who kicked my ass over and over again, him and the, the Bears' John, just constantly kicking my ass. I, it's just I could never win against them. And when you do finally get over that hump, it's really satisfying. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a lot more satisfying than if I was, you know, stuck in a division with someone that frankly couldn't really figure it out, figure out their your head between their ass or whatever. Yeah, that's phrasing. that's a phrase. I, I you know, I, I trust that I would just, you know, I wouldn't uh, have as much fun with it. So, yeah, you have to be willing to challenge yourself. That's that's part of the fun. And sometimes people need that push in that direction, which is where the tough love commissioner stuff comes from. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, I get it. You know, you don't want to play with this person because you just want to log in and win every week, but that's not how this works. You know, you're in a league of 32 people. Not everybody gets to win. Yeah. Only one person gets to raise a trophy at the end. So you have to at least be willing to try, right. you know, otherwise just quit. You know. Yeah. Well, there was that one year where I had had the Broncos for several game cycles and then Chris and I played for the Broncos. So he had the Chiefs. Yeah. And then we played, and it was like, it'd come down to this one game. And I ended up winning 16 15, I believe. And it was a fucking battle. It was one of the greatest games I've ever played in terms of like intensity. And he ended up, uh, then he was super bratty about it. I had won the Broncos, but then he acted bratty. (laughs) And then I gave him up, which was good because I had had him for too long. Yeah. And it was great because it broke me out of that mold of, you know, like, oh, I know this team. But uh, I ended up, yeah. I, I tried to talk him into, I said, okay, you can have the Broncos, but I will. you have to trade me Vaughn Miller, and I'll take the Raiders, who were terrible then, because I thought that was an interesting trade, just like you get a team. But then he was like, yeah, but Vaughn Miller yeah. is the Broncos, so fair enough. Um, and we didn't do that, and then I ended <laughs> up taking some other team. But once you get into that mode where you're not playing with your favorite team, it really does open you up to a lot of uh, excitement and just like freedom to, yeah. to really – Dig in. There are three things that the uh, commissioner tools that they're planning on adding. There's the ability to undo transactions, ability to approve trades, and ability to reset a game in case of a disconnect. Which of those are you most, do you trust the most? Reset a game because of a disconnect, just because there's been so many issues in the past as far as people getting disconnects and stuff. And um, the idea of being able to give people another shot and getting it sorted out. I mean, they're they've sorely needed tools and options like that. It would be that, and I think not the voting on a trade or or approving a trade. I'm not as big of a fan of that because you need to let people just, you need to let them kind of do their thing and figure it out and trust that they're going to do you know, savvy trades because over the years we've over-policed that right. plenty of times where we, we were like, that's not a cool trade and like vetoing it and stuff. And there were times that were really bad trades yeah. by all means. Um, but what was the other one? It was not approving trades, but it was uh, something else. It was that. something else that I don't care to remember. No, it's a uh, ability to undo transactions. <laughs> Undo transactions is probably a good one, too. Just because if you have someone – I mean, we had plenty of times where we would set up the league, and um, after a draft in particular, once you kicked into the the preseason, all of those other players that were in the draft got pushed into the undrafted free agency class. You never wanted people – who had all the time in the world to log in and just go ham on that because there were usually a couple hidden gems in there. Right. And especially if you have any computer-owned teams, they started cutting players. And that was like one time I got Christian McCaffrey in his rookie year because he was cut oh, wow, by wow. the Panthers and it made zero sense. And um, 
you know, you don't want people just going ham. So we would do the thing where you could only pick up one free agent every 24 hours. Right. So for example, if you had someone that, you know, was uh, untrustworthy, <laughs> you want to be able to go, <laughs> we just got to keep doing that. You want to be able to have the option to go in and undo a transaction without having to futz with stuff. Because there were times where I had to log out as commissioner and like log in as a different account you know, to help manage stuff. And that just got really messy yeah, yeah. really fast. So they need to have more options like that. Yeah. Is there, I know you took some notes about when we were supposed to talk about this 15 to 25 weeks ago. <laughs> and I just wonder, is there anything in your notes that you're like, oh, I want to tell people about this because this is one thing there's, to be mindful of. Well, there's just, there's a lot. I mean, the fact is, is running a running a league is a lot like, it's, it's like running a fantasy football league times like a hundred. Yeah. I mean, because it, it, it's so involved. You have to care about, you know, uh, sliders and game balance, but you also have to make sure that things remain fun for everyone. And that at the core, I mentioned it before, at the core, it has to be all about being fun. But like you as the commissioner have to be as organized as hell, right? Like, as, as all get out. You have to be the most organized person in the league. So all sorts of Excel spreadsheets and stuff and like keeping track on some different things, you know, the, there you have to have a, a, a process that you follow. So like after you're done with your draft and you get into the preseason, we always viewed it as a preseason was a great way to mess with your new team. Right. So we would turn injuries off and then we turn injuries back on for the regular season. Like there's just little things like that. And you got to listen to your league. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're not going to be right all the time. You're, you're going to be wrong constantly. And you also don't want to rule with an iron fist. You have to let people tell you like, this is not fun. They're playing, you know, shitty and stuff like that. Um, that's why we always encourage people stream their games or like right. take videos of stuff. If someone is cheesing it, you know, yeah. you want to talk about that. You want to at least come to some kind of a consensus and then also understand like it's a video game. People are taking time out of their day cause they want to have fun right. and uh, they want to be able to win. So you have to allow, have rules that allow for both, you know, fun, free form, you know, kind of play, but also competition and allow people to, if they really want to, they have something that they can dig their claws into and they can be competitive and they can try and win. And you got to kind of account for both of those. So, um, yeah, I mean, so that's where to me, it's like, you can't really say you can only play one style or you can't full blown outlaw everything unless it's actually like exploitative of the game. Right. You know? Right. So like we had a couple years ago, there was that quarterback sneak exploit, like, Right. That was so bad because remember, it was like you, you'd snap the ball for a quarterback sneak and like you'd fucking shoot out of a cannon <laughs> through the through the defensive line. Like you'd get like five or six yards a crack out of it. I mean, that kind of stuff you have to just shut down. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, we went people. That's that's where you have to keep people engaged and keep them in conversation. So you can say, hey, I've noticed that like press coverage is way overpowered. Can we do something about that? Because it seems like some of you are like only pressing up now. Right. You know, like that's the kind of stuff you have to talk about. I think it's so much easier now with Twitch. When we were playing, it just wasn't as yeah. simple. And I know that uh, that streaming has definitely improved our league. I mean, I had a whole yeah. plan going in after I beat the Texans handily. I was gonna like do a totally different game plan because I knew that the people I was I was playing had seen my streams and I knew I rolled out to the right. So I had this whole thing where I was gonna do a lot more play action where I didn't roll out or I rolled out to the left, which w was like, I probably had two plays on each of those that I was gonna do and then I thought I was a genius and then I was gonna go back to my yeah. comfort zone. But yeah, I think streaming's really such a powerful thing and you wouldn't think it you helps. would ever watch it, but you kind of, it's fun to scout and it's also you sort of just turn it on in the background and it's a nice thing to be like, oh, it's a, 
oh, it's the fourth quarter. Oh, he's getting killed. I don't care. Or, oh, it's a close game. <laughs> and you end up watching it more than you would think. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It's it's really fun. Is there? I like I like that. I like when we were streaming games before Twitch was even a thing. Oh, I mean, man. I was, I remember what an era. Started, I remember putting my phone in front of the TV on a TV tray and like a stack of books and like streaming via Ustream or something like that, or like Justin TV or something, you know? It's so crazy. I'm moving so you can watch in the camera me readjust because my laptop's about to die and I think we've got more to talk about. And now I'm trying to plug it in. Will it fit? <laughs> It'll reach. Um, <laughs> Yes. Uh, okay. Now I'm plugged in, so I'll give us another 10 minutes max. I know we've got uh, NBA and PSG bit, versus yeah. uh, versus Leipzig to watch. RP, RB Leipzig. The uh, They're playing PSG tonight in the Champions League, and it, uh, RB stands nice. for Red Bull. And I was like, holy shit, that didn't, <laughs> uh, that didn't hit me at first. And soccer is hilarious. Uh, okay. Let's talk about, we used email, we used Gmail, and I know that that was a bit of a, a disaster long-term, but it was fun having 200 uh, email threads every once in a while, like Seriously. when you'd wake up and you'd be yeah. like, all right, let's check yeah. it on the league. It, it was a job. You definitely did it more as a job <laughs> than anything. <laughs> it was, yeah. And I know that yeah. you used to- It was like a part-time job. Yeah, and w- one thing Jeff and I talked about last week is that Madden really isn't equipped to do online franchise. like. You like yeah. just the tools. You have to live so much outside. Um, and I, I do you remember any of the websites we used to sort of organize? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. We used My League Manager. Uh, we used Daddy Leagues at one point. Man, what a weird. Uh, we used we set up forums at uh, I think it was like Forum Motion. Like I tried finding all sorts of free services. So like we did a free forums. We did um, one of the things we did was the email list, like you mentioned with Gmail. There's there's like Google Groups or something right. like that. And I don't even know if Google really uses that much anymore. Yeah. Like I, it's amazing that that's still around. But you can literally set up an email list. And then the thing is is there will be people who'll be like look i don't want to get these emails it's like okay well this is the email address you go to right or this is the the link you go to if you want to read everything or you can get like a digest of one a day or something like that so it was always tricky because you know people wanted to engage at different levels so i mean how do you make something that everybody wants to do but you know we did the the email drafts like straight up drafting players via email and then getting them all on everybody's teams using like my league manager and whatever else there. Yeah. It's amazing that over the course of like 10 years or whatever, we never really saw Madden evolve to the point that it met the amount of engagement we ever had. Right. It just never did because even when they had, you know, the mobile app or the mobile website, it was always so bad. And it's, I don't know if it has something to do with the game API or something that it wasn't pulling stuff incorrectly. The the stats that you'd have after a game weren't yeah. always even accurate. And so when you have, you know, these developers outside of that that are making websites, you know, there were, there was a point where I was maybe paying, I don't know if it was like 20 or 30 bucks a year, you know, just like a, qu- a quick subscription just to get things, you know, situated. So that way we would have like daddy leagues or something like that. And it was worth it, you know, because you wanted people to be able to go on on their phone or on their computer and like look at this ridiculous list of players instead of only being able to do stuff in Madden in franchise mode if you're connected. And then on top of that, their UI was never 
always that great. So right. it was hard to find exactly what you're looking for as far as certain players. Like if you were looking, you know, after the draft, you're looking for a rookie who's got like amazing man coverage and, you know, a minimum speed of like 92. Right. You know, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that you would be able to do in like daddy leagues where you, if you knew how to use their search system, you'd be able to find those players because it pulled everything in. So um, there was a lot of stuff outside of that. Yeah. And yeah. We had all sorts of spreadsheets and stuff. I kept spreadsheets of my own team. Uh, oh, wow. Just because I found it easier. Commitment. Be, you know, yeah, I mean, because it was it was a lot of commitment because I I wanted to experiment with you know playing um, especially like different types of like nickel and dime coverage and trying different playbooks. You know, I figured out that if I had a strong safety that I moved to middle linebacker because he's got great speed and great hit power, I'd be able to put him in there, user control him, so that way some of his stats don't matter and just truck the crap out right. of people. You know, in the middle of the field. And if I played certain dime packages and I was just the only guy in the middle, it worked out pretty well. So I mean. There, there are times that, you know, you have to be willing to kind of go above and beyond. But that was just for my team. For the whole league, you know, I tried to translate some of that stuff over just so that way people would have stuff to work with uh, and templates for people to work with a little bit. But um, You also yeah. did the I mean, uh, commissioner vlog, which I loved. You would send like a five-minute <laughs> yeah. video when you were getting coffee like once every week yeah. or two, uh, which was yeah. interesting. And I, I, I don't know. That kind of stuff I love. I think, it, you know, that's just a dedication situation for certain people certain people aren't going to care about that or have time for that but i do think um in terms of getting players do you remember any tips or thoughts we had on that or was it all sort of through the the sports anomaly umbrella was we just got them because the podcast was successful yeah yeah i mean the that the podcast was successful and so people were fans and people flocked to it right and that's it's a little more difficult these days because now you, you may be searching people out a little bit more. And on top of that, I think that people themselves have changed as far as what they want to do and what they want to play. So maybe we're the aberration right. now as far as wanting to play in a franchise kind of mode. Um, but I mean, every year, you know, when I used to review Madden, every year I would be doing tests within franchise mode. So I would start a franchise in there you know i'd start the mode or whatever and then it would be kind of open every single year without fail i would have multiple people who would get the game on day one or like ea access day one right and i would get xbox live messages from them saying can i join your league i mean the the reality is you got to kind of power get people early that's true it's crazy well well it's because they saw you know it's because they logged in and they saw an open league right ah, away right you know so because i had one of the only ones on the server right you know? yeah, yeah. so uh because i i mean i thought that maybe ea didn't wipe the servers back then or something like right, that right. maybe some of those still existed i could be wrong or maybe i did it after the embargo lifted i can't remember but uh point is is i would get plenty of messages from people just random people that i didn't know saying can i join your league so there's there are people out there but like the tricky thing has always been for us trying to find people that are cool right yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. people who aren't going to play like total dicks yeah um and that just is that varies you know and and i think it goes back to like the commissioner vlogs thing like it's it's not as much just like how you manage a league but like you're hanging out with friends right you know like that's we're friends so like i i could just shoot you a dumb email or like send you a dumb text and it's the same thing right. to me as recording a dumb video because people use snapchat all the time now you know and tiktok so they're taking videos themselves all the time now and sending them to their friends so it's not really any different right. you know yeah, yeah, i yeah. mean when you think about it it's a different format so um it, it's the same as 
networking with people that are that are friends and that are into football and you say hey by the way we've got this league <laughs> you know? yeah i think it was interesting because <laughs> i'd be surprised people like trying it out yeah sports anomaly was so like defined the kind of person we wanted so i think that really helped us like it wasn't like it did, some yeah. guy who's like an alpha dude but now we live in 2020 where it seems like there's just going to be a strain of people who want to fucking beat people 91 to nothing and you know it's just like no we don't want that <laughs> thanks uh, you, you know you know what's funny though is that if you had a league where everybody was like that i don't know i can't decide if they would all be happy or they'd all be pissed you know what i mean because i feel like those are also the source losers i would you know? yeah i would love that league but that's like the league where yeah you lose uh 91 to 29 and then you quit because that's always a fascinating yeah. thing. Because you—that's that was the hardest part for us. Like we didn't want people to quit, but we also wanted to appeal to the most people. We really tried to talk people into staying. I mean, for it's you, tough. like yeah. the one thing that I talked with Jeff about that I'd be curious for your perspective now, because you're sort you're retired, and we've tried to get you out of retirement, <laughs> it hasn't worked yet. But the how we try to get people out of retirement last year was that we went to a one game a week schedule. We were just like, that's it. No more, even if everybody finishes on the day that we advance, we're still going to wait a week. And that really helped people like get locked in. And it was sort of like when you get people to buy like a bag of Rolos in like the 60s when the <laughs> bag had like 300 Rolos. And then in the 80s, like it only has 210 Rolos, but they still think they're, they're getting the same bag. And then in 2020, it's like a bag of 60 Rolos and they're paying the same thing. But they're like, now they're in, they're gonna buy that fucking bag of Rolos. This is a great analogy. Yeah. Um, but so- It's really good. Yeah, so now we've got a bunch of people and now we're, we are gonna start a two game a week thing and the reason we i think yeah. you've also dealt with this like i think an ideal would be a game every five days but a game a week means you always get a weekend and i think people generally skew that way and i think the pandemic has allowed us to play a lot more like i legitimately have looked forward to playing my games <laughs> like it's just been like such mm -hmm. a joy to be able to play my games until the texans roasted my ass destroyed me in <laughs> such a fucking 91 to 0 fashion i mean it was 38 to 15 so or like, something, but did, I hated it. Were you it. so distraught by the Texans beating you that you helped DeAndre Hopkins get traded in real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how that worked? It happened, yeah, like I reverse engineered that trade. So I had that trade happen months ago yeah. because I knew this would happen, but I didn't want to face it. But honestly, after Got that it. loss, I was like, I don't feel, I don't think I should keep playing in this league. Like I'm so discouraged. I don't feel anymore. And I wondered, like th <laughs> those losses, that's like a fascinating thing because I was like, you'll be fine in a day, <laughs> calm down. But I did feel sure, like yeah. really sad. And I ended up going onto our Discord and just writing the whole league and be like, man, I'm sad I lost. Like I really, like I was 12 and yeah. four. I won a lot of human games. I won a lot of late games. I never gave up. I used to go into games and just be like scared shitless, have no game plan. And all of a sudden I was like, when I would be down 14, nothing in the first quarter, I, now I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to win this game keep going like and i would win games it was awesome so it, it's really interesting to see my emotional and game play abilities evolve well, and you've also typically been very you know carefree right you know in yeah, the yeah. past like that's just like that that's like the, the way you live your life right. you know yeah. in the in the in the best kind of possible way and and when you translate that over to a competitive game environment like 
at the same time, it, it just goes to show that it is still that. It is still a competitive right. game environment where you want to win. At the, at your core, you know that you want to succeed. Yeah, yeah. That's sports. That's what sports yeah, yeah. is, right? And and so I can't fault anyone for being like distraught. I mean, Lord knows I've worn my emotions on my sleeve plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. And I just have had fun with that because to me that's authentic. Um, and it doesn't always come across the best in text. Um, but at the same time, I kind of think that if you can get a group of like-minded people to understand, okay, you're mad, I'll give you a day, whatever, we'll talk, or at least understand that, yeah, I came out on top, but I understand that you're pissed about this or that. Let's talk about this one play that I threw this post route that you felt like you couldn't beat. You know, right. I mean, yeah, I lost in the Super Bowl one year to a guy who, in my opinion, would basically hammer rolling out to the right he would throw slants like by default and i tried picking off his slants all the time but he wound up putting travis beckham at, at a tight end i think at receiver or he was just the tight end i think at the time that he would just throw slants to all the time and i knew it was coming i tried covering with my middle linebacker he got to the goal line he had a last second touchdown with travis beckham on a slant that i knew was coming and everybody i mean i remember we were streaming it everybody went nuts like Holy crap, that was the most amazing comeback win. Like, I lost in the Super Bowl, yeah. right? And, um, and like, at the time, I was furious because I knew what was happening. I couldn't stop it. It felt cheesy. But in retrospect, it wasn't. And that guy, I think people even talked about cheesing in one way or another. But I cheesed. You cheesed. Everybody cheeses. I love cheese. It's great. Um, so, I mean, I think if you have some kind of lighthearted air about it, it's fine, whatever. But I think going back to when you were talking about trying one game a week, one game every five days, two games a week, whatever. What's important, especially when you're a commissioner and you're running a league, is you have to have a semblance of like some sense of minimum commitments, right? right? You need to understand that if you have people that are holding everything up, you got to talk with them right. and say, look, like you got, I got 20 other people here who are trying to have fun every week and you're kind of holding them up from doing that. Can I get you to commit to just being a little bit more communicative, right? Like that's number one more than anything is if, if someone is texting or emailing you and you're not getting back to them on when you can play, that's the worst. Yeah. And we had how many people over the years that would just go completely MIA. You can't have that. So, I mean, you, that you have to get people to commit to something. You, and, and that's where for me, you know, I became a father. And so for me, it's a little harder these days to be able to say, I can definitely commit to how many, you know, games, even one game a week, sounds stressful and challenging because at night I have this small window that's so late that that wouldn't work for most of the people that I would play against. So I don't know. It's trickier during the pandemic right now, but the pandemic is going to go away eventually, or at least our workplaces are going to force us to go back to work eventually. So do you, <laughs> you know, that, that would you takes away daytime a little bit too, but would you yeah. like to be in a league where you could play with another person and then you sort of shared a team? Is that interesting to you? Cause I think, that's an interesting thing to do for the future. We talked about this last week. How Rich Grisham is basically a no GM. I was just going to bring him up play. because that's Rich. Rich is the classic case. I love Rich. He's just one of my favorite people. Um, he is the classic case of someone who does not want to touch anything GM management. Yeah. He never has cared about that at all. And um, so I've actually helped him with like GMing his team in the past. But the thing is, is I it really, that's going to vary for each person. So for me personally, I get a kick out of all of it, playing the game and managing it. So I think like if I got to set up the pieces, but then someone else takes the pieces and does everything completely different than how I would, maybe it wouldn't be as satisfying. It's kind of hard to say. Right. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, that's enough. Anything else to add before we move on to the Netflix Minute? 
Uh, I think the only thing I would say is that one of the top things that people uh, complain about. Sorry, my dog is barking like crazy in the background. One of the top things effect. I find that people complain about, yeah, the, that people complain about in Madden leagues, is there's always this debate about arcade versus sim. Mm. And I think that when people say something is isn't very sim, it, it, it's kind of bogus because at the end of the day, we're all playing a video game. And I keep preaching about, you know, it has to be fun. It has to be fun. Right. But that also means that um, it doesn't have to be 100% perfectly lifelike to reality, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so you have to allow people to have some kind of fun with it. So if it means that they're taking a wide receiver and they're moving them to running back because that particular player would be really well suited to playing that position in the kind of offense they want to run, you got to ha- let them have fun with that too. And that's something that isn't just about running a league. It also goes out to Madden has to loosen the strings a little bit and allowing people to be creative that's something that i've just learned over the years is that uh you know loosen loosen up your hold on what is and isn't sim and instead just make it about being fun and, and it, it just makes everything so much better in these leagues yeah that's a that's a really good point uh i want to move on to the netflix minute i yes i'm gonna recommend watching charlie chaplin films i've watched the gold rush recently and i've watched city lights and if you can watch buster keaton's the general that's the number one it's only an hour and seven minutes long and there's a, there's some scenes in that that will blow your mind uh but chaplin's the gold rush there's a scene where um two men are in a cabin and they're fighting over a gun and he is the third man and he's trying to get away from the gun barrel and as they keep fighting for the gun it just keeps being on him and it's unbelievably funny and even talking about that just makes me giggle uh but you should definitely watch it and they're only like 90 minutes long they're on hbo max uh mike suzik what's your netflix minute I like recommendation that we're on- like complete opposite spectrum. So I am not a reality show person like at all, but there is one reality show I watch that is like my total vice and it's big brother. It is, it's so hilarious and absurd. It doesn't take itself seriously at all, but the strategic elements of it is like really, really good. Uh, I mean, it's a lot like survivor people love survivor, but instead it's a bunch of jackasses (laughs) stuck in a house together. And it's kind of the perfect quarantine reality show as things stand right now. So that's on right now. We're only like two weeks into it. Oh wow! And um, it has been really good. And this season is considered an all-star season. So it's all past people that have been on the show. And I'm just saying like, uh, I've seen outlets like ESPN and stuff cover The Bachelor and The Bachelorette like it's sports, and I think it's bullshit. Like that stuff is predetermined, scripted, whatever. It's I don't understand the obsession with covering The Bachelor like it's sports. Big Brother should be covered like it's sports. I mean, it seriously is. It's got all the wacky, zany competitions. It's got the sort of like uh, uh, manipulative kind of like social interactions. It's really, really good and all that and all of that. It's an actual sport and it's an actual reality show and competition kind of contest show in the truest sense. So I'm just saying that if anybody is bored right now because there's not a lot on TV, it's worth going and giving that a shot because it really is the kind of thing that you can sink yourself into. You can log in and watch their live feeds, which is kind of weird, but it's like also extremely addicting at the same time because you're literally just watching people living in a house talking and stuff, and it's super weird. So I just I'm just have to throw that out there that like I'm so happy I have that in my life right now just to take my mind off of things. So 
yeah, big brother. I love it. I love that that's your, uh, that, I mean, I didn't see that coming. I'll be honest, but that is the opposite <laughs> of Charlie Chaplin. All right. That's our episode yeah. for the week. We've gone over an hour and 10, 12, 14 minutes. I don't know how long we've gone, but you know, this is a jam packed hour, the Patreon power hour. If I wouldn't have gone so long with that, maybe we wouldn't be here, yeah. but, uh, go PSG. Thanks for joining. Go bucks. Good luck. I have a feeling you guys are going to get to the finals. How do you feel about that? I feel great about that. Fantastic. Yeah, I hope you didn't curse us. But yes, I feel great about that. Love it. Go Bucks. All right. Bucks and six.